Hello friends and welcome to Saw's Talk we have a great show for you Mike is here. Also special guest Margaret. What a show. We hope you are excited for this one it has double the guests and double the jokes and double the failed jokes and double the awkward pauses and I mean really this is a normal episode but longer so whatever you are used to I guess you can double it. Hooray! On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again with Sauce Talk. And on Sauce Talk today, valued, cherished, wonderful guest, Mike Huber is here. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Johnny, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Doing better now. Excited to chat about topics. First question, changing it up. Do you like topics? Love topics. Hell yeah. Second question. Eat anything good lately? Yes. Um, so, it, I work in Annapolis now, right? I work um, at an Apple store too. It's not that great. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? And, <laughs> no, I work in Annapolis. Oh, okay. And um, th- there's a restaurant in my building called Potato Valley. Do you, you want to guess what they serve? Fries. No. Baked potatoes. You know, there are no French fries on the menu. God damn. You cannot. So, this doesn't sound like the kind of place I tend to go. No. You cannot order French fries from this place. You can, however, order a baked potato. Okay. It, it is a like carryout place, predominantly carryout. There's an eating option. And the main like impetus here. Is baked potatoes. It's also a lunch place, which is very weird. Um, I want to. I want to jump in. I have a lot of thoughts on this before we go anywhere. Yeah, I thought you would. And, Initially, and, and, it's obviously a great idea because this is. I'm guessing this is a big like place where there's a lot of a certain type of urban professional, and they they're going to get a lunch every day. And what the hell? I bet that like a baked potato with a bunch of fixins. Is both mm-hmm. good and the easiest thing to mark up in the entire world. So you can even charging what looks like normal lunch prices, you're making all the money. But then also, this is so counter to the like chicken kale Caesar salad culture of not eating a million carbs that this type of group so strongly subscribes to. It seems like are they selling a lot of these baked potatoes or is it mostly just you in there? Line out the door every day. Everybody's eating a whole goddamn potato every day. Yeah. Now, they also have, like, a, a small portion of the menu is, like, regular sandwich. Like a ch- tuna salad sandwich, a, tur- a you know, smoked turkey. Uh, they got a couple salads. Very, like, a very limited. It's actually really good. That All those are good. The bulk of this menu is baked potatoes. And, like... Standing there waiting for my order, most people, when they go in, I would say at least 75% of the people going in are getting baked potatoes. If this restaurant existed, even in Chicago, but really in any Midwestern city other than Chicago, 
everyone on the East and West Coast would make so much fun of me <laughs> and be like, you fat fucks out in the Midwest, what's for lunch? A whole potato. All I eat is carbs. I'm too stupid to live. And yet you got all you fancy urbanites there in Maryland, eat all the goddamn potatoes you want. You act like you're so fucking different. Wrong. That's a very good point. I That's agree. a very that good, point, a good that point that it not occurred to me. Now, but. Imagine their places in Kansas City. Yeah. It would be on The Tonight Show. I would make fun of it. Yeah. I bet you would. You son of a bitch. Would you go there? Okay, so, uh, I want to so, hear more about it before I decide if I'd go there. Uh, so how much do you want to hear? You want to talk? You want like some so, menu items? I, uh, let's start with when – so this is primarily a takeout place. Yeah, there's four or five tables. Okay. I um, walk out. What are, do I have in my hand? You have a um, – it, it uh, po- potato in a – um, little cardboard like carton thing, then all wrapped in uh, aluminum foil, and then put into a like a you know brown paper to go bag. And so the potato was cut in half. No, it's like it's like sliced open. It's it's, it's sliced open, and so the exp and then like the fixings are is that the is that the phraseology you would go with it, here? I. I mean, it's the only. I mean, you could, you could say toppings, but like what we're really talking about here is is fixed. Right, and so it's just jammed in the middle there. Yeah, like you know, placed on top. So you so picture like probably ironically a French fry container, right? Okay, that kind of that kind of shape. They weren't using them for anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. They won't sell many. Literally fries. not on the menu. Not on the menu. I like. I, um, I do like that. Baked potato goes inside. Right, sits in there, and then you've got a bar, like a salad bar-looking thing. You that only staff has access to, and then you order your, you know, south of the border or whatever. I'd have to consult the menu. I don't remember, but like, and then they prepare it, right? You know, toppings, fixings on top, and then they wrap the whole thing, include you know, including the like carton that it's sitting on top of, like it's sitting in, nestled in. All in aluminum foil. And then that goes into a, a bag. And then you take it with you. Okay. Um, so you're walking out with something manageable. Is that what you're, is that what you're no, doing? That, that's, that is specifically what I was looking to learn about. Totally then, manageable. Assuming you're just getting it for lunch for yourself. Uh, yeah. You're not, you know, you're not splitting so, the baked potato with somebody on the street? I meant like assuming you're not walking out with five baked potatoes. Oh, okay. Potatoes. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so well, let's. So it's in. My, it's literally in my office. My you know office building. So, so let's that say right there, like office. we can establish. If I worked in an office building and this place was in it, and are there a lot of restaurants? Uh, there are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not well, in okay. the building. Not in the building. But but you in, you have you have pretty easy access to a lot. But this might be the restaurant you have the easiest access to. No question about. Okay, that. and then let's. What, what what's your standard order? What are you getting? Oh, I mean. It's not going to surprise you to to learn that I'm getting like the tuna salad sandwich and the Caesar salad. You don't even fucking I'm, get the potato. No, this whole goddamn no. story. You don't get the potato. How dare you come on my show and tell me this? I story. have gotten the potato, but no, I have looked at the potato many times. However, as an erudite East Coast uh, millionaire, <laughs> I would never eat a, a whole maybe a maybe one potato spread out over a whole month, but a whole <laughs> potato in one day. Oh my goodness. So you, you, you go to this place and get, now, that's it. 
you say they got a good tuna salad. I'm pretty interested in that too. Yeah, in fact, it's great. To be honest, I think we then we we can see where you're going here, but I will go ahead and weigh in now and admit that I'm kind of a baked potato skeptic. Here's what happens when you get I thought maybe if they got some special version, I wanted to hear that. But you know what happens when you get the baked potato? You eat all the fixins off the top 10% of the two sides of the potato, and then you got just maybe some sour cream left, and you're yeah. eating just plain potato with sour cream for 80% of the potato. Right. I don't want Bunch that. Of butter, that sucks. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But like all yeah. the cheese and bacon bits or whatever, whatever's good, all that stuff doesn't go far enough. And like if they had some, sometimes you'll like you scoop out the potato and mix it around, and you can do better. Now, Especially if it's a work lunch, I'm eating, eating this like on a bench or at my desk or something. There's no way I'm going to manage to do all that without throwing it all over myself or throwing it at a damn bird. And now I'm no the question. fucking worst guy who ever lived because I'm hurting birds <laughs> with potatoes. So I don't really want that baked potato. But it doesn't, it is it, is this baked potato, is, is this your eating anything good lately? Sort of. Or are you really yeah, telling well, me about something else you're good. getting there? Or do you just want to sandwich. talk about this restaurant? I had a great turkey sandwich. No, it's, I'm just, I, you know, I, I was looking for a foothold to, to talk to you about this restaurant that mainly serves baked potatoes. It's it's an interesting restaurant. It sounds like they're doing well. And again, like, what is a baked potato? What does a potato cost a restaurant? A penny? Like, this is a good business model. It's smart. I had never thought about that part. It, yeah. Just, you know, load it up with shredded cheese. Okay. Like now it's 11 cents, right? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've not heard of this kind of place. What did did, did you have a cute name? Did you tell me the name? Potato Valley. Potato Valley. I feel like we can improve that. I don't mean you and I specifically. I feel like like if we were trying to take this nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. Should we steal the idea and open several franchises in the Midwest where it would – would it do well in the Midwest? I think it would do extremely well. I think it would do better. Like for one yeah. thing, we're going we're gonna to pour chili on that potato, <laughs> and that's going to be good. And uh, Potato Valley and Hidden Valley are going to match up, and there's going to be a ranch-focused one. <laughs> I, I think that – Got to do it. What you do is you get extreme – with the concepts on the menu, and then everybody just comes in and gets like cheddar cheese, sour cream, and bacon. But the the right. menu is what gets the word right. out. People are like, "Holy shit!" They got triple cheeseburger, pizza, potato, and then well, I'm not gonna order that. That looks gross. I'll, I'll have this one. Right. And then we right. pay eleven cents for the potato, and we just fucking gouge their eyes out. It's a great idea. This is a good idea. Yeah. And we're not going to call ours Potato Valley. Uh, I think it should it should be more disgusting. Hot potato is popular. I got something with hot potato. Yeah. Hot potato. Is there a spuds pun to be had? Spud. Addicted to spuds. Can I'm going a, a different way. I got it. This is the end of the segment. I'm going to say this and we just move on. It's called Fuck Potato. <laughs> it's time for our next segment. Mike Huber. 
you've heard this uh, segment done before, but I don't believe you've done it. And if you have, as I have said before, this is a callback and a funny joke that I'm asking you. But how many people do you love? As a reminder, no names. Mm-hmm. Don't say anything weird like that. Mm-hmm. We're just looking for a number. You give me a number. How many people do mm-hmm. you love? I'm going to say opposite of prices, prices, right? Rules. Fuck prices, um, right? Rules. 150. Okay. That can't possibly be right. <laughs> You're, this, this is the one I want to act. I feel like I've let a lot slide on this segment. Mm-hmm. You have. 150. Okay. 150. I will answer questions about it, but no, I feel here, like it's okay. not in the spirit of the segment. I said no names, but we could play a different game. I'm on your podcast, and you said, Johnny, name 150 people. And I'd be like, I'm out. I don't got it for me. Well, here's a question. Do you have to... Know them? Yes. Know to, why? I mean, you have to know their name. Is it <laughs> is it the guy at the Potato Shack? Ooh, Potato Shack could be another great name. <laughs> And it's got Shaq on the poster, but we Spud don't Shaq. pay him. Spud Shaq. Spud Shaq, uh, S-H-A-Q, like Radio Shaq. What if we called it Spud McKenzie? Did not explain it. Had no don't time. pay Budweiser. Don't Refused respond to, to cease and desist yeah. letters. Yeah. Yeah. Frames him, in fact. And you know what the craziest thing is? We actually use all of these names. <laughs> They're all on the sign. They're, we have different marketing material. We're hard to pin down. <laughs> Actually, our council is out of the country right now, so we're not able to be sued. <laughs> but do you have to know someone to love? I fall in love. You know, that's, I'm not going to say that. I got a lot of good jokes, and they're too dirty sometimes. <laughs> okay, uh, no, you don't have to be. You don't have to know someone to love them. The whole point of this is you get to define love however you want. Yeah. You maybe maybe, maybe your answer should be seven point two billion because you love I was, everyone. That's exactly what I was just about to say. My, it was between a hundred fifty ish or eight billion. Yeah. Eight billion minus one, not Hitler. Oh, I thought you were going to say Elon. except he's not alive. Minus one, not Trump. So, so you, small, love, you, you love Elon billion. Musk. You think he's great. Yeah. So say $7 billion to account. Just for say, yeah, and go on. That's what you do with my jokes now? <laughs> I don't love Elon Musk. You heard I her first, Donald guys. Trump. Don't, don't love Ron DeSantis. So you love everyone seven. but, like, the seven most famous Republicans. <laughs> I can keep going. I don't love I think I, I guess I, guess I, I, I said you shouldn't ben name Sass. names. But I guess you can name names of people you don't love. <laughs> but at some point, it will get awkward if the number gets high enough. Like, it will take a while, but I, you could theoretically name so many people. They'd be like, well, wait a minute. I can do some process of elimination here. Yeah. Okay, 150. How did you, you – tell me a little bit about how you picked 150 and not 200. Well, so f- first step was uh, – so you said it's up to you to define when, yeah. what you mean by love, right? Yes, 100%. So there are, um, oh, what's the word? Like degrees to that, right? Like I feel 
about certain, you know, I love my kids and Margaret in a way that I don't love anybody else. I also love my brother the way that I don't love anybody else. I love my mom the way I don't love anybody else. Um, you know, flip side of that same coin, I love, there are like people that I love, but it's incredibly complicated. Like, I love my dad. I don't particularly like my dad, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, complicated, uh, a little bit of a burden to do so. Um, so first step is get rid of those distinct, you know, make a choice, say those distinctions don't matter, which is not to say that those distinctions don't matter in the way that I comport myself, but like in terms of answering your question, right? They don't matter. Um, and then try to count people who you would, who would qualify there for as loved ones, lose count, think 150 to 200 has got to do it. I think 200 sounds a little ridiculous. Go with 150. That was a really heartfelt and earnest response. And I appreciate it. And that's why it's so tough. I have to say, your answer is disqualified. You totally named a bunch of people you loved. I told you, you can't do that. So your number, your answer is none. It will not be considered in future episodes. That sucks. None or NA? You're just a dash now. I don't, I'm not sure if you've ever been on the show. You're, you're lucky I don't just cut this interview off right here. Uh, go catch up on Barry. You should be so lucky. Barry is almost as good as Sauce Talk. I'll go there. Uh, it's time for our next segment. Now, some people have said that if you're doing a podcast, one good idea would be to do it regularly on like a regular schedule people can follow. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to that. And then they'd certainly Who say that? some idiot. I think Anthony Bourdain. He's every quote gets attributed <laughs> to him, but I, uh, I certainly an easy. Like maybe not as strong of an opinion, but one anyone could agree with is if you are going to try to start new recurring segments that build on one another, like the segment builds on itself each week, you shouldn't start it and then take a month and a half off. But it's time for our latest recurring segment that's been done once before, and now it's time for the second one. Mike, I'd like you to give me a song that you like better than all the songs that are currently on the list of songs that we have made. There's one song on the list. Dave Hartman gave it to me. It's In Dreams by Sierra Farrell. So all I ask of you is could you tell me a song that you like better than In Dreams by Sierra Farrell, which at present is the entirety of the list? Any song will pop because I've never heard it. Uh, heard that song. Um, uh, so now if it turns out later, you don't like this, if you listen to this song and you don't like your song more, you will have failed two different segments on the same show. And boy, that's, that's not good for getting to come back. I will commit to you and to your listeners to, uh, be honest. I'll listen to that song after this and let you know. But also, like, if you pick a song you really, really like here, very good chance you'll like it yeah. better than the song you don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, Dave has um, good taste, but that'd be a lot to just cold pick a song you don't know and be like, this is your favorite song. That, that, that'd that be a lot to ask of that. Yeah. Man. 
so I'm going to name... Uh, if you say two songs, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. I'm not. I'm okay. gonna, I'm I really not, thought you might be about to say I'm going to name no, two songs. I'm not, naming, I'm not naming what I came in expecting to name, but I'm not going to name what that was because that would be uh, risk failing a second uh, yep. segment. I'm going to say Crazy, the Willie Nelson song made famous by Patsy Klein. The reason I'm saying it is twofold. One, I was scrolling through Instagram, and as you and I have discussed, um, 90% of, like, the stuff they recommend on Instagram is trash. That's Uh, true. But there was a, I think it was her birthday, I think it was Patsy Klein's birthday recently, um, and something showed up in my feed, and it was her singing crazy, and I couldn't, I was, like, in a meeting or something so i couldn't i couldn't listen to it but i was like look i was watching the video on my phone and there was i don't know if it's because i know the song so well or because of her or something but like i could i I had a sensation as as if i could actually hear not like i could picture it like i felt like i could i was actually hearing the song um it was the most, it was, it, it was, it was weird. It was, um, but it was very cool. And the other thing is we were talking about Willie Nelson, like a lot, a few weeks ago, Bill brought it, brought it up. And, um, uh, it made me start listening to this podcast that my brother, um, had recommended a long time ago called, um, One by Willie, where this, a journalist from Texas Monthly interviews like singer songwriters and musicians and and different people. Um, each episode is about one Willie Nelson song that they choose and come and talk about. Uh, and I like burned through that back in like January, February, and it was. Um, I mean, it was just incredible. It's like the layers to his songs. Um, I, you know, even I, like who am a big fan, have always sort of thought of him as good musician, great guitar player, um, cool guy, right? That's a combination that, like, you know, puts you in like total Hall of Fame, let you know, legend status. But like listening to this podcast, he's also a much more subtle, cool songwriter um, than like I had previously appreciated. Uh, and so crazy. By That's a great and thoughtful response. We appreciate it. We like it here. And I, uh, I don't know this particular. Uh, deep dive into one musical artist podcast. But I do think that is such a good concept in general. It is. Uh, you forever ago recommended to me a uh, Husker Du podcast uh-huh. that I think it might have been related to NPR, but it, I know it was Do You Remember? And yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. And it is like, I think we have many more, uh, movie podcasts that are like blank check being 
probably the most famous to just go into a certain director. But the idea of just continually digging into an artist, uh, a musical artist, I think is, is a stronger, a stronger concept. Yeah, it was, it was a Minneapolis public radio thing. It's like a limited series. Um, and it was, yeah, it was awesome. I'm glad I really you liked it that. too. I learned recently, I think I have this right, that Robert Palmer, uh, like of Addicted to Love fame, um, did a like entire album cover of a Husker Du album, which is weird. It's very <laughs> and, weird. Yeah, surprising. I I assume it was in arcade. I don't know. I'd have to. Um, and I could I could I could have some something wrong here, but yeah. Um. I think that right now. So, well, first off, we have now done the Give Me a Song You Like Better Than the Other Song segment. So, next time, there's two songs on the list. What I'm really looking for here is eventually like two, two, two separate goals. One, we're going to make a cool playlist of a bunch mm-hmm. of songs that everybody puts onto the list. And two, eventually, it'll be like the next person who comes on has to tell me a song they like better than crazy. They don't maybe, maybe, but maybe that crazy. maybe that will upset you. I, that's the real no. goal. Eventually, I want there to be so many really good songs on the list that somebody comes on and is like, "I like Butterfly by Crazy Town. That's my favorite song. It's better than all the other songs on the list." And as long as you think it, it will go on the list. Yeah. I, I, I want it to get contentious. I want people to event, I want the list to get strong and then I want people to find the worst song they like better than all of these songs and add it. And we'll have no choice but to add it to the, the, the ever expanding playlist that we're now going to build on every single episode. I love that. I am going to, I'm putting the crazy town song on as soon as I can. <laughs> Some week somebody's going to be like, I don't have a song and that's going on no matter what else is on. That wouldn't actually. That would kind of be cheating because I don't think that song is very good, and I don't think it's honestly. I don't think it's better than either of the songs on the list so far. But did you yeah. listen to Dave's song after? I did. I've actually listened to it several times, and it's a good song. It's a good song. Yeah. Now I, I don't. I don't think that you're going to listen to it and be like, "Well, nope, I was wrong. This sucks. This is crazy. Is trash now because I heard yeah. this." <laughs> but uh, no, it, 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 it's a very good song. Yeah, I. Yeah, uh, that you is. Did, you're, you seared me a little bit to be a little, like a little concerned. Like you can't, there's not a lot of, like, I'm not, there's not a lot of risk. Early on, I think it's important we get some like true bangers so that we have some tent poles we can look back on and be like, for the record, so-and-so says this song is better than fucking crazy. Like, so just so we know, they yeah. now, they think that. So if we want to ever give them some shit, maybe that'd be a way we could give them some shit. Sorry, it's it's not as good as blank, which is, as we know, better than crazy. Right. <laughs> it's going to be a great segment, but it, it's not there yet. Right now, it's hard to get anything too exciting out of it. you got to build these things. We are building stuff. We're always building things here on Sauce. Right. And that's why it's time for us to do our next segment, which is something we kind of started talking about a little bit last night via text. And now we're going to see how it goes. What I want to talk about is, why is this what the show Sauce Talk is? 
And I'll clarify that a little bit. To begin with, the, the name of the show is Sauce Talk. And I would say that the sauce segment is generally the shortest and least popular segment of the show. And also, everything else pretty much varies week to week and consists of me thinking of things I want to talk about and putting them on a list and then going through that list with you. Are you familiar with any other shows that have this format? No. And do you think that's because it's such a good format only I could invent it? I'll tell you, I don't think that's the case. No. But... My favorite kind of improv. (laughs) Yes, and. Um, No, I don't, but... I don't, I also think that there is, so I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Let's, so think about the podcasts that actually, that have guests, right? There are some that have recurring bits, like we text about Comedy Bang Bang, right? Comedy Bang Bang. Probably the most famous one, inspiration for you having bits, right? And then there's a bunch of, and then there's a bunch of interview podcasts, and then there's a bunch of like, just three guys talking podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would, you know, exact uh, generalizing here, but like, it seems to me that like your uh, format takes some of the better things of several of those different categories, um, and with like an ear towards or with a, a goal of like moving shit along, <laughs> you take a different approach. So this is like you fray you. I inferred from your question a little bit of get a load of this guy, this guy being you, but I think it's, I think the, I think the answer to your question, I, I'm pretty sure is no. But I think that is an attribute. That's not, that is not a, a deficit. Like, I think that it's, I, I, I don't, I think it's rare. And I think it's, I think it speaks highly of this show. I, I'm not, like, I feel a little self-conscious about how, because I don't want to make you overthink it, like, about how every, I, I feel like every time we talk, I compliment you about how good I think you are at, at doing this show. Oh, do you think I, you're the only one who does that? No, I hope not. Um, so I'm not going to go at length, you know, unless you want me to. Uh, but no, I think so. I think that you're. I also realize that I, I am risking taking what was supposed to be a funny segment and be being overly earnest. <laughs> um, but I think it's a uh uh possibly unique format and i think it it works incredibly well i think that you are right well all the compliments were right but i i th- this is not a pre-planned thing this is a, a an idea i came to in the moment but it, talking about it now i i kind of think that it's 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 two small things one is that I we can call this sauce talk all we want, 
But what it really is, is a group of friends is continually interviewed by one of the friends. Mm -hmm. And so it's just not reasonable. Like you, you guys, we, we in this group, everybody, the, the collective who comes on the podcasts, we all have interesting lives, but we're not like Hollywood celebrities with new projects to plug every single time they come on. So I can't be like, was it fun to make this movie like would happen on a lot of podcasts? So we have simply no choice but for me to have some shit in the bag that's going to be like, you know what, this week, what was fucking high school like? And do you like going trick-or-treating with your kids? There's got to be some stuff. And then second, which never occurred to me until you really pushed that now, is that I am basically floating around different podcasts I like and trying to do stuff like they do at different times. But isn't that what it's like, what any creative endeavor is about? Uh, it's at least I, what this I, creative I, endeavor is about. I think that I, I yeah, I, I think that is what, and I'm not a creative person, so tell you what the greatest is. I'll have Margaret back on. Uh, she can talk to you about it. I think that is what every... Is Margaret around? Could, I mean, could she... <laughs> I'd be happy She's to switch there. it up. God. Uh, we, everybody would be happy <laughs> for you to switch it up. Um, and uh, um, they would be so lucky. Um, I think that's what it's all... I think that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think that is, is true in general, and the show is flexible enough I can do whatever. And so sometimes I'm like... You know what I care about this week? I want to start fucking with the theme song, and I want to make something else be the theme song. And the next time, I'm like, I want to be meaner to the guests, and the next time, we want to do whatever. And so, yeah, there you go. The show is what it is, because it's sauce talk. Well, Michael, it's time for our next segment, and we can say what we want to say about sauce talk. But at the very least, there is some sauce talk in literally every episode Mike Huber, what sauce are you bringing to the table this week? Warned you. I will warn your listeners. It's weak. Uh, but, but I mean it. You know, you get carry out Mexican, uh, carry out baked potatoes. And, we all do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> and they give you a little thing of green. Green salt, like little things of green salsa, little things of red salsa. Sauce, Margaret has talked about the green salsa, probably others. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about the red salsa. It's really good. Like Two sides of the same coin, you and Margaret. The boring choice of the two, I acknowledge. But, you know, you get... uh, you, 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 like, put it on top of your taco, it's like... It's not too spicy, but it's a little spicy. Um, doesn't overpower it, but definitely like takes things up a notch, like Emerald Lagasse would say. And you know what else he would say? I, bam! Yeah, bam! Yeah, that's what he. That's what he says. And I really like it. That's my sauce. Good ass sauce. I don't even Red know salsa. what you would call it. Salsa roja. Salsa roja. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I, 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 that is absolutely what I think of as the standard salsa. I am a proud convert 
who now considers the green salsa the, the best salsa. But, oh, my God, is there ever – this is the big house, and we have room for everyone here. And the idea that I would find myself exclusively eating the green salsa forever would be so disappointing. I would never want to have to cut either one of these out. No. The red salsa is wonderful. At the same time. Ooh. On the same chip? What about on the same chip? Are you ever do that? I don't do that. Maybe it's good. Uh, no, Maybe if you mix them I, together. Yeah. I think the main reason I wouldn't do that is because, like, usually you're eating them in, like, a social setting. So, you don't, you know, you don't want to. But they'd be fine. Margaret, Margaret's, I'm sure Margaret's put both on, like, a burrito or a taco or something. Is there a extent to like where you add the corn salsa too? What about the black bean salsa? Can we just keep going with this forever? Well, it, it, are there diminishing returns at any point, or can we just do just every salsa goes in a bowl and you mix it up and you eat it? What do you, What do you do when you go to Chipotle? I get like honestly, despite what I just said about green salsa. When I go to Chipotle, I get like the hot salsa and the corn salsa both. Because I, I love corn. I can't make that clear <laughs> enough on this cool. podcast. Uh, I said all that shit about the potato and how they make fun of the Midwest. You bring me the corn place that I get to go to every day. <laughs> God damn. There'll be a millionaire on my back alone. We did taco night tonight and Margaret, um, we don't do like every week, but like we do it a lot. Um, and Margaret, added corn to the um like the the stir fried like onions and Hell um, yeah. and peppers uh new addition it was so good um uh yeah i mean so i think that's like partial answer right i do medium i mean i do mild i do the corn stuff and then i also do mild and then medium or hot depending yep um and uh yeah, you can, you can mix salsa all day. And especially if it's like that black bean thing. That black bean thing almost needs like... It's like barely something. salsa. Yeah, you need yeah. to add salsa to the black bean thing to That's, make the black bean thing salsa. Yeah. But also, like, I fucking love black beans, so I want that too. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. So I'm going to... This, this episode is going to be called, you know, episode whatever number featuring Mike and red salsa but it's not that far from being featuring mike and mixed salsa mixed salsa is no salsa can compete with different salsas mixed together that's right even you get you get the best good hot salsa you think you don't want to tamp it down still kind of want that corn still kind of want those black beans yep hot damn i love salsa maybe some mango Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely do that. That that crazy pineapple stuff, I'll put that in yeah. there. Whatever yeah. you got. I love it all. Uh, I, don't, I don't love it all. Like like Chipotle hot salsa is not very hot, but you can definitely make or find salsa that's too hot for me to eat. I'm not – I I shouldn't proclaim that I just want Same to have here. every salsa. Like, if what, there, It goes way beyond what I'm interested in doing, and I'm just not going to have – fun with my taco or burrito or chips or whatever if if you make me the insanity stuff i don't want that shit you can go flex on your on your own self i don't i'm not trying to impress anybody here i'm trying to eat some good ass sauce i'm trying to to enjoy my food yeah 
I go, oh, great, yeah. It's really cool. My tongue, tongue turned white because I, I doesn't have water in it anymore because my salsa was too spicy. Yeah. Great meal tonight. I'm going to go to the emergency room. Thanks. Uh, this is a, a very special episode of Sauce Talk in a lot of ways. Now, if anytime Mike is here, of course it's a special episode, and that's true. But I don't know if this has happened before. I have a sauce that I need to talk about, and I just didn't. I, I didn't feel like I wanted to tell you not to have a sauce, so I, I didn't want to save it for a time when I had uh, a, a guest who didn't have a sauce they were excited to talk about. So I decided tonight's tonight, two sauces. So perhaps I lied before when I said we we're going to have episode whatever featuring Mike and Red Salsa because it's going to be episode whatever featuring Mike and Red Salsa and... Cupy mayo. Wow. Eating this Cupy mayo? No. You know what Cupy mayo is? No. Yeah. I didn't know about Cupy mayo until pretty recently. I was talking to a friend of the podcast, sauce lover in her own right, sort of, Babs Myers. And she was like, you be eating this Cupy mayo? And I was like, I don't know what that is. And she was like, you got to eat, eat Cupy mayo, you, you, you sauce loving son of a bitch. And then uh, she's Can like, we be spell- eating this word it's cupy like cupy doll k-e-w-p-i-e okay. now i don't know why it's called that i don't i don't the list of things i know about this stuff is is pretty short here's what i know i i talked to babs about this and she was like this shit is good and you should eat it here's what's up about it here's what's special it's mayo but they don't use the whole egg they just use the egg yolk so okay. it's rich and it's from Japan, but I think it, I think it's catching on. She said that in Springfield they have it at all the high V's. I don't. I, I'm not. I have not found myself looking for Cupy Mayo, a product I until recently did not know exists. Maybe it's at every grocery store. And I just don't look for it. I don't see it. Uh, but I've, I've never encountered it, and I hang out in the Mayo section a lot, so I feel like I would have seen it. But uh, I, I, I told her I didn't know it, and she was like, "Oh." Interesting. And then recently I got one of those texts and it was like, hey, uh, you got a package delivered, sir. And I was like, oh, it's a used book I ordered. And then I went down and got it and I was like, this is way overpacked for a used book. And it turned out it was someone online that Babs paid money to and had sent me a thing of QP mail. And so now I have QP mail. And so I, I used it. It is wonderful. So what's it taste like? It is Honestly, so my first thought was that I, I thought I never really considered the idea that I wouldn't like it, but I thought this is going to be rich and it's, a, it's probably going to be very specific uses. And that's honestly not really the case. It just tastes like better mayo. It's slightly more flavorful mm. and it is, it is more rich, but not to the extent like I honestly don't know why I would. If I, assuming I can continue to acquire Cupy Mayo, I think I'm going to, that should be what I consume when I consume mayo. It's fucking great. It's a little it thicker. Sounds really good. It can it comes in a weird bottle that, that, like, it's so thin. It feels like I could just punch my thumb through it without any issue. I hope that the bottle holds up. Is it and, plastic? Oh, it, it's plastic, but it's weird. And it's plastic, but there's nothing printed on the bottle and it comes inside a bag. And you gotta take it out of the bag and then you can use it. I don't know what that's about. 
But maybe that's what they do in Japan. And, and, and if they make sauces like this, I need to be finding out about what they do in Japan. Uh, it, it's really good. I'm going to keep eating it. And uh, I, I am a huge fan now. And I think everybody should look into this Kewpie mayo. So um, this is inspiring a thought. So I, um, and as, as I've said on this podcast several times, I'm not a like a good or sophisticated cook. Um, but there, but Margaret bought a, a cookbook uh, a few years ago um, called Small Victories. I, I've probably talked about it on this podcast before. And there's a recipe for Caesar salad dressing in there. Um, and, uh, I'm wondering, so it's, it's like nothing special. It's like two tablespoons of mayo, um, a few anchovies, olive oil, um, salt, pepper, uh, lemon juice, um, you know, some, uh, red wine vinegar or something similar, you like you know, and you put it in a blender. It's it's really good, um, but I bet that if you were to make that, and instead of using mayo, you kind of recreated like this QP mayo. Yeah, I bet that would be. I bet it would thicken up the salad dressing. I bet that would be really good. This sounds like just the sort of thing. Yeah, this sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. we're opening so many doors here. Yeah, uh, that's exciting. So I'm gonna find this. I'm told it's not that hard, but again, I literally haven't been to a grocery store since I heard of it. But I was looking at the mayo a lot. I'm like around, like I'm walking by the mayo three times every time I go to the store. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you got any new mayos yet? And at least I didn't see them. So we want to say two things that are very important. One, thank you again to Babs for sending me the Cupid yes. Mayo. I'm so excited about it. I love it. And two, I think that the name of the episode will have to be episode whatever featuring Mike and red salsa and QP mayo, and in parentheses, not mixed together. Because sometimes the sauce is two things mixed together. And as much yeah, as I like red right. salsa and QP mayo, I can't believe that's the road I'm going to end up going down. I think that no. sounds shitty. Uh, now, you ever do that? You ever do that uh, salsa and cream cheese stuff? No. Man, I feel like that is a Midwestern staple. You have been – maybe this didn't get down Alton no. way. Maybe. <laughs> Up in Western Illinois, we love our salsa and cream cheese dip. You get the cream cheese all soft and let it mix together. It, it, it's a, it's a very like popular the, summertime dish. Like jalapeno jelly and cream cheese. Now, see, I don't know even know what jalapeno jelly is. Well, part of me wants to save it for a future episode. <laughs> is, well, well, although, is jelly a sauce? Are you thinking is is this like Jello or is this jelly? No, like no, no, no. it's like no, it's like how. Oh, okay. Wait, you know what? Yeah, okay. I, 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 I was, I was for some reason you said that, and my brain went to like a mold, like is like in England how they're always eating that shit. 
Oh, uh huh. But no, you okay? I I I know what jalapeno jelly yeah. is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you know that cracker, little cream cheese, jalapeno jelly got like kind of a spicy with a base. It's good. It yeah. I mean, this is the the classed up version of what I'm talking about. All really good. Yeah. He eats salsa. Fuck Lee. Remember when Lee didn't think salsa was a big deal? Yeah. What an idiot. Salsa's a huge deal. Salsa might be the biggest deal. Can you imagine being... Lee? No. Having that strong opinion about anything that Lee has about everything? When... Maybe there should be an episode where I have someone on and they just guess Lee's takes on everything. What do you think Lee thinks about the pitch clock? I think Lee wants to like it but can't get himself there. What do you think about the pitch clock? I think it's amazing. What are people saying about the pitch clock? I am surprised. I feel like it's more positive than negative. But I think it's so good that I am surprised people who have experienced it that there's anyone who still dislikes it. The the so I'm experiencing it 100 through clips, video clips on Twitter. Yeah. Now, it, it, one important thing before you even start is I, they have fucked up the rollout horribly because they've already said in the regular season games. You're not going to be able to see it behind home plate. That's stupid. No, well, I think what's stupid is when it's behind home plate, you see it the whole time, and it's all you look at. That was by by far the yeah, thing I disliked the it. most. But I, I don't want to see it. I just want the game to go fast. And then the the yeah. I, now apparently it's going to be like on like on the score bug thing, really small. But okay. in all these spring tra- training stadiums. It is like the biggest thing behind home plate, and you can see it moving. And I had trouble taking my eyes off of it. I've only watched one. I watched one spring training game explicitly because I wanted to see pitch clock stuff. Yeah, I think it's great, but I I, I cannot be watching it the whole time. It's like I if the shot like- clock was bigger than the players in a basketball <laughs> game. <laughs> it feels like it adds it like watching the clips. It adds drama. And I think it adds a lot of strategy too. People think it kind of takes stuff out, but I think pitchers have a lot more wiggle room. Like quick pitches are going to be so effective because yeah. the batter is always going to expect to have the whole time. Well, that was that, that video that's on Twitter. Who was it? Was it Kershaw? He was just, he just remained set and then like totally fucked that guy up. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I I like did not would not have necessarily anticipated the amount of like just glee at watching these batters get struck out totally unawares. Like it's it's very funny. Yeah. Among other things, um, I haven't watched the whole game because I've ne- I've never watched the spring training game, so they're bad. I'm not going to start now. Um, but I am really really looking forward to. Like watching, I, 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 I'm confident I'm going to watch more baseball. I, I am too. And like, I don't know. I know the numbers over overall are very good, but like the Cubs played a spring training game in two hours and five minutes. That's amazing. And it's like, that's not going to, we're not going to get the average down to that. But the idea that like 
we're going to get to such a better number and everything that's cut is useless. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and, and honestly, like the DC lounge by three o'clock in the afternoon. Incredible. Yeah. And then, and also like, sure. There are like people who are negative on this always want to talk about, well, like, they should really cut the commercials. It's like, Great. Figure out how to make that work. That's, <laughs> I think the game should be free and it's in my house and I get to play first base, but that's not going to yeah. be what we do. Right. Um, a, a commercials are, the commercials are better than the part of the game where they're on the field not doing anything because I can just walk away or look at my phone during the commercials. The, the baseball had gotten to such a, like you could just, like I would miss pitches because I'd be like halfway through some news article reading between pitches because it was 45 seconds went by. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, the, the pace of the game sitting there watching it is so much more natural that it really encourages you to like, it's like watching a movie where you're like, no, if you're actually watching this, don't fucking look down at your phone every, every time that you're yeah. not seeing something happen. Just sit there and watch the game. And that's so much more reasonable now. And. I love that. I want to watch a lot of baseball this year, and I really think I'm gonna for the first time in 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 a while. I bet you the announcing gets better too. Abs- like, absolutely. You know, yeah. They got to keep it moving. It how makes their job so from, much easier. How far are you from Wrigley? Uh, I I could be there in twenty minutes on the red line. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I haven't, I have I did not go to, uh, any games last year. I haven't been to a game since I've been back in Chicago. But you're just waiting for the pitch clock. So. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm going to go and I'm going to find out where the pitch clock is in the stadium and sit opposite that. And I'm never going to look at the players. <laughs> I'm going to cheer like, call it. That's going to be me the whole game. <laughs> that guy's not in the box. He's not, he's not looking at the pitcher. Uh, I will say that this is an opportunity that I want to get my hot take out and have it on the record. The pitch clock is going to be a big deal, but I, I think people are underrating the throws over stuff. Are you familiar with the throw over changes? No, not at all. So one, it's one problem theoretically with the pitch clock is like the pitcher could all, like, you can't just let the pitcher throw to first base 10 times to avert the pitch clock. So you got to do something. Mm-hmm. I don't think people recognize how radical what they've done is, but you can only throw over to first or, or, or theoretically second or third, but like, I don't think people are going to start getting their third base pickoff moves really on point. <laughs> um, but you can only throw over to first twice. And if you throw over a third time and you don't get the runner out, he gets second base. Oh, and I just don't think people recognize how radical a change that is. And I also think that if I had a team, if, if someone was really smart and they said, Johnny, you, you in charge of the, you know, the, the pirates now, you know what I wouldn't do with this cool new concept? Show anybody my ideas during spring training. Yeah. Everybody's got to get in the box and abide by the pitch clock right now. I don't think people recognize that they're like if, if teams are willing to push and I think if they don't do it immediately, they'll do it eventually that these changes are enormous. And at the very least, there's got to be optimal strategy that involves forcing the pitcher's hand with enormous leads, perhaps even mocking him, like not being willing to go, leaning back towards the base, making him throw over, 
burn those and then having free reign to take the next base. Yeah. Um, I predict if not immediately within the next couple of years, some team will break this completely and they'll have to make some, either there'll be some adjustment to the rules or something will break. Yeah. But I, I just, like if you look at, and maybe it'll take longer than that, or maybe they'll fix it in advance. But I really believe that there's just, the teams are too competitive and too smart. And they're going to see this as an opportunity to wreak havoc on the league. And yeah. so somebody's going to figure out the best way to do it. And so the pitch clock is just a thing everybody has to do. The throws over, I think, could, I think could be crazy. But also, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know how you fix it. I'm also thinking like, you know, this is a, the, the broader context is like changed in this, and the conversation is like, in, you know, fan enjoyment or whatever, watchability. Um, and I'm thinking what the scenario you're describing sounds really entertaining. And, I, I think that that might even be part of what this really is, is there's an acknowledgement that that maybe this would just turn out great. Um, this is, this is existed in the minor leagues and it did contribute to an increase in stolen base attempts, but not a monumental one. But also they're not like going for blood the <laughs> same way there. Those yeah. are like instructional leagues. We, we want right. the players to, you know, get better at baseball, not necessarily do whatever they can to, maximize their chances of winning so i think that there's a way to push it further but like you say like man isn't the whole idea behind all the changes we want to see more action on the field and what's more exciting than stolen base attempts and successful pickoffs like that's as as that's one of the best things baseball has and we don't that's part of what's been disappointing about this most recent era is we don't see a lot of those things right and so going back to where somebody's just like fuck it i'm going to Try to steal 100 bases this year. Nobody, nobody's done half of that in a minute. Uh, I, I'm impressed with the how far they went with the role changes, and I hope that it's great. And they don't, and they 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 keep their medal, and they don't just back down when the game looks different because the game's going to look different. Yeah. yeah, man, what a fantastic. What sauce are you bringing to the table segment? It's time for our next segment. Michael, I understand you're interested in acquiring a new hobby. This is factual. factual? There's a lot um, of weird noises happening around the microphone there. Is there something going on? There is. We've been been joined by an extra special special guest. We have an extra special special guest. Please state your name for the record. Margaret. Hello, Margaret. Rogers. We have a Margaret of undetermined, indeterminate origin here. Uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm great. I'm just already excited. I'm thinking about the timestamp I'm going to send you so that you can share the podcast with your friends and be like, don't worry. You can skip the Michael part. Here's where it gets good. You know, when I got the text to join, I thought, if they expect me to promote this. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. You, when you get the real Margaret experience, you can, you can fucking expect it to get out yeah, there on we'll the see. gram. We'll and see the what whatnot. happens. No, we're very, we're very fortunate and lucky to have you here. Uh, mm-hmm. you brought all that stuff down with you. What do you got there? 
Well, Michael asked for a beer, and I didn't know if he wanted a Corona with no lime or some can. I'm a, I went with the Corona. Is, is Mike a big Corona with no lime fan? Well, just, no, I, what was, if I had a lime, I would have just brought him a Corona with a lime. But I, okay, since, I thought this might be a specific order. No, okay. I just, the reason he has options is that I knew I was giving him a lesser Corona. Um, so yeah. And then I'm having a glass of wine. And yeah, there's actually like so many cups on this table. I don't yeah. know what Michael's been doing. Just drinking whiskey on the rocks, and then I had to make sure that I had ice for my second glass of whiskey. Oh, wow. Which I've now finished, and then I also had a glass of He wants to make sure to... Do you know that he's turning 40 tomorrow? I've heard that. So, I guess he just wants to make sure he feels terrible. (laughs) Here's a preview of the rest of your life. Feeling bad every day. (laughs) Well, Margaret, do you have any any opinion on... uh, we're, we're, we're told Mike wants to pick up a hobby. Oh, it's news to me. Um, so, so was having some conversation Saturday. <laughs> um, a lot of conversation, a lot of talk about me having a new job, a little more time. Um, it was, a, it was what I, what you would call a real beers, boats, and buds night. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, midlife crisis. Yeah. Same thing. Um, and I've realized I don't even know. I don't have any, even an idea, any good. I, I have no good hobby ideas. Well, you had your bike hobby for a while. but I, I said good. Yeah. Good ideas. Was that a hobby or a failed business? <laughs> <laughs> Can it be both? I mean, it looks that's that's a good. I mean, I guess that's what a lot of failed businesses are. It's turned in, in retrospect, yeah. it's like I, I guess that was my hobby, and it just fucking cost me a lot of money. Yeah. Don't buy me. Yeah, um, I mean, when you do what you love for a living, you if you love a fucking hobby. around with bicycles two no, hours away from you, hobby. I think he he's been like talking about how he wants to play tennis for Ooh. I don't know, like twelve years, so maybe he could. It doesn't seem like that insurmountable. Like you could probably try and play tennis. You could be real trendy and do pickleball instead. No. Yeah, I hear pickleball is dangerous though. What do you mean? Well, my uncle like broke his hip playing it. Uh, but he's in his upper sixties. Not yeah, I think <laughs> desired friend of the podcast, Scott Ackerman <laughs> broke his ankle playing pickleball. So that's two people. And that's a trend. No, yeah. I think you've got like a I think it's is a it is attracting people who don't are not usually active. Yeah. Which So maybe you can you, roll in there and kick their asses. Would you fall yeah. into that category? Yeah, I would. Um, I do some prep. I would take it easy. I don't really know what pickleball is. For a while I wanted you to play racquetball, but I don't care. Enough. Yeah, where there's goggles, you get your eyes busted and I don't want yeah. that. It seems fun. It does seem fun. I've got some suggestions. Let's hear it. One, woodworking. No. Whittling. You can just whittle stuff. No, he's can't not. He's you, not can make a, you can make a whistle. No. No? We have so many whistles, first of all. It would be. <laughs> what do you do with all these whistles? People think it's okay to, like, gift children whistles. It's not. We, we have do so these people many hate whistles? you? <laughs> Why would yeah, people give I you whistles to give your children? I mean, we have at least four whistles. It would be bloodstained. Um. 
before it was finished. <laughs> yeah. No, he can't. I don't think it should be anything with like blades or um, knives for Michael. So what happens when I get like stressed at work is it, I end up accidentally like breaking glasses when I'm doing dishes or like cutting myself when I'm like cooking. I get this like, is a good uh, argument against you having knives in your hands yeah. all the times. Like I get, I move, like I start moving fast and thoughtlessly and carelessly because I'm, you know, I've got things on my mind and then I, yeah. So not, not whittling and not woodwork. Yeah. He actually literally picked up a um, bottle opener right before saying this and started like flipping the screw part open and closed, like under the table, like about <laughs> to sap himself. Just now I'm holding it up. I know this is an, you know, an audio oh, yeah. medium, but like he was talking about how he did that, and he was literally like just whacking a sharp object at his fist. Whacking <laughs> off is going to be my next one. No, no, no. Uh, I know this is 132 <laughs> featuring Michael whacking <laughs> and nothing else. Uh, I know this goes directly against what we just said, but I do think it's distinct. And after hearing about Michael's performance with the, the corkscrew, maybe he not, not woodworking, not whittling, not doing anything with these, but he could just become a knife guy. Oh, knife really cool. into knives, collecting knives, looking at them. And then when he's not doing anything, he just opens it and shuts it there by himself oh. in the dark. With no music playing, no headphones on, just open the knife, shut the knife. That can be pretty good. That's not what I thought you meant. I thought you meant like he could learn knife making. Can you make knives? I don't know. Yeah, you can make knives. I don't think you. Does the knife guy have like a uh, crocodile Dundee poster? Yeah. Knife room. And he he says this is a spoon, but it ain't a spoon. So uh, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of enthusiasm for Knife Guy. Now, this one might be a lot worse, but it could personally benefit me. You could just get really into video games. Oh, no. Oh, I, I should have also mentioned, Margaret, don't listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret's no. like, fucking cut your thumb off with a knife before you do that one. No, I don't want to, like, disparage... Anyone who's really into video games. I mean, if you got like a Switch or something handheld, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But Good if switch. I have to watch you play a video what is, game. Yeah. So what is the, what would you say is your concern about me playing video? Because what I would have guessed that, what I would have guessed that she would have said was time away from the family. Uh, no, I don't want to watch you playing video games. (laughs) But a a Switch, you can just, like, you put on, like, some TV show that she likes a lot and you only like okay. And you're just there playing Breath of the Wild and gliding around and having fun. And then you can look up and be like, man, I can't believe she gave him that rose. And then go right back. This could be really good. I mean, that's sort of an ideal situation. Yeah, I'm fine with that. (laughs) I just don't like. I have like memories of ninety day fiance is coming back into the house. There it is. I have not watched that in a long time. Yeah, because I don't let you. Yeah, because you don't have a switch. Switch. Yeah, you got a switch. Like, yeah, let's put it on. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, you can have a switch. I just don't want to watch you play (laughs) 
I don't want you to take our TV time. I think it's bad for the segment if you guys like any of the ideas. Oh, okay. <laughs> the fact that no, one of I these might I be can, reasonable. I'm playing along. I can't do video games. Like I did I, a friend, a friend's roommate, sophomore year of college, had a PlayStation, whatever PlayStation was like most new at, in like 2002. Okay. And I went so deep on Tony Hawk Pro Skater, I think Pro Skater 2. They got, I they can't got, do up, video. I can't they got do new video. versions. I you get, can play it on Switch now. Get addicted again. I get again. lost. Oh, really? Yeah. That's actually like. All remastered. It's pretty fun. I get, I like, I will, I would lose two weeks. I think maybe you should just like play solitaire on an like actual physical deck of cards. Boy, what a sad answer that is. My <laughs> hobby is I play yeah. solitaire. <laughs> if someone you told you that, you would t- you would try to get them checked <laughs> like, into a mental institution. Like this guy is killing himself tomorrow for sure. What did you do this weekend, Michael? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I finally don't... made the jump to, to, to I finally made the jump to flipping three cards at the same time. Uh, graduated from one card at a time. Uh, you say this at real deck? Like... No, real deck, not electronic solitaire. Uh, it was a great weekend. I bet it would be. It would not be. It would be I so fucking boring. My solitaire is pretty fun. That is like what you do if you literally. If you're have like at a lake house, nothing else to do. In 1995. Yeah. Well, does my mom listen to this podcast? Has she ever indicated that she listens to this podcast? I doubt it. She used to when we were kids. Like she would like <laughs> sit at. And like play it on the co- on like the coffee table. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, my doing? uncle, my uncle Dick did that too. He was like always playing solitaire. Yeah, no. Um, now I do want to know how to play like either poker or blackjack. Can you do that by yourself though? I don't know. I guess I don't Internet know. Why gambling that could be a great hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like assuming Michael's hobby has to be solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, here's what's up. I'm gonna be watching 90 Day Fiance, guaranteed during this. I guess you could have a hobby. You could, like, if he wants to like yeah. play with his knife and put it away a whole bunch of times yeah. while I watch the show, that's fine. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I'm assuming you can't play a game with friends. Um. Well, no, but no, 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 no. That's. Yeah, I mean, an insulting assumption, yes, but <laughs> like the reason I want to know how to do that is that so that I could, like. Go like go to Las Vegas and play like feel like at least know what I'm doing or join a, a poker game at least and at least like know I feel like I had the like rudimentary understanding do you, of. Do you think this is a hole in your life though that you're like missing out because no. you can't go to Vegas well enough? No, I've I, I've had to go to Vegas. Like, like always going to Vegas. I have a great time. Yeah. So you you don't need like you need. It's Tuesday night, and unfortunately, yeah. there's no sauce talk recording availability for you yeah. this week. So you got to find something else to do. I the last one, I the last thing I wrote down immediately uh, doesn't really align unless you have a lot different focus than I do. Because it sounds like what we really want is something you can do with the TV on. And my last one That's was what Margaret wants. I, well, well, okay, so maybe this maybe this will work. <laughs> The third thing I wrote down was reading, but like as your entire personality. 
Well, I'm trying to take on that personality. Right you want now. to become a person who reads instead of watches 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, it's so hard. Is that going to happen? I don't think so. She said a goal. I set a reading goal for myself. Way behind already. Read a book. Uh, no, I'm going to read 24 books this year. That's a lot of books. You're doing well if you read 24 books. Well, I've only read three. So yeah, I'm, off, I'm off pace. Um, what if you start right. reading shorter books? It's not true. I've you're, read four. I've yeah, read four. You're on uh, four. If you've read but, four, it's early March. Yeah, you're doing well. Ooh, it's so hard, though. I just like took a bath, and I was like, I'm going to go read in the bath. And then I looked at my phone until the water was ice cold. I, <laughs> and I was like, I got to get out of here. And I didn't read a single page. <laughs> I love to read, and I love to take baths. But I also, it, I, the bath is not where I read. It's so it, hard. It just, like, I get in the bath, and I fucking put a podcast on, and then pull up, like, a golf game on my iPad, and I'm fucking yeah. knocking the shit out of the ball. That's what I'm doing in the bath, though. Like, I got to, like, sit in a chair with a reading light on, and yeah. that's where I read. And so, like, like after work most days, that's 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 what's up. I mean, if, if like, you're into, the, into what you're reading, like, that yeah. solves the same problem that a bath solves. Right, like a bath is about a temporary respite. Like it's yeah. not about like I'm gonna solve all your yep. problems right now. So Absolutely. like, yeah. so if so, it is re- it's totally redundant, duplicative. I'm not gaining anything. Yeah, exactly. No, and I mean I read in the bath. Like so, I'm not. It's not. I don't mean that as no. a critical is, are, statement. Is this is this three bathers here? I love baths. Not- I don't feel like do you. Do you take baths, Mike? Yeah, from time to time, not as often as Margaret. But Boy, yeah. I yeah. People, you take at least one a week. That's not true, but I at least one a month. It's way more than that. People mock me for my bathing habits. Baths are the best. I love taking baths so much. I didn't. I didn't think. I, I thought everybody was going to give me shit about that. But yeah, okay. No, I, I love like this. A bath, that's like really your own problem. That reflects poorly upon that person. Yeah, good point. I know. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. I love a bath, but again, not not reading in the bath. My mom. Yeah. Read so much in the bath. Maybe if I have one of those trays. But I, don't I do have one of those trays. That's where my iPad sits when I yeah. play the golf <laughs> game while I listen to a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, podcasts, great. Movies. Oh, uh, yeah. T- yeah. TV feels like uh, you could just be doing it on the couch. Watching a movie in the bath and like a good movie in the bath, underrated. I think like that. There's like a there's that's like a, a certain cheat code element to that. I, I definitely watched uh, Banshees of Inver oh. Version or whatever in the past. Uh-huh. It was a great time. Seems fun. Yeah, I need to watch that. I can't watch yeah, it. You don't need to watch it. We need a deeper bath. So like our bath is too shallow, um, and so like when it's full, like it's not you're not like soaking, you know. Um, you know, and the problem is, although you know this better than me or Margaret, like, if you want to redo your bathroom, the way to make it not insanely complicated is to leave the bathtub. Yeah. It's so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one other problem with our bathtub is if you fill it too full, uh, the ceiling starts leaking in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a problem, yes. So, like, it's already not deep, and then you can't go as deep as you want unless you want to, like, maybe fall through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. It depends and, on how you define problem. Much like it depend, depends on how you define love. It depends on <laughs> how you define problem. 
Do you want to, do you want to tell Margaret how many people you love? 150. Oh, that's pretty high for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, on to the subject of what you were just saying, like, like I, you know, I don't, I honestly know very little about plumbing stuff because that's just, my dad didn't do that. But, uh, in, in speaking on that, like in my house that my, that I grew up in, that my dad built, the, the bathtub was not very big and the shower was too low. And as you say, it's just so hard to go back in and change things afterwards. And my dad always said, that his brother, who did a lot of, uh, who did do some plumbing stuff, helped him with that part of the house, and his brother was a good four inches shorter than them than him, and he was always <laughs> like, Roger thought that was high enough and thought that was long enough because it was long enough and high enough for That's him. That's amazing. His name was Roger. His name was Ro- my uncle Roger. Roger Rhodes. Rhodes. Great Roger name. Roger Rhodes. What a wow. good name. Yeah. My, my grandpa was, who, who was, like, he just was a union plumber his whole, well, eventually, yeah. when he started doing it, he was, for the rest of his life, Ralph Rhodes. Wow. Ralph Rhodes sounds like the greatest pedal steel guitar player that Nashville has <laughs> ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it's very good. The yeah, coolest story that has ever existed, I don't, my brother would know his name. There was some, like, old school, like, session player in Nashville who was a pedal steel player and he was like hanging out in the studio with like some like young guns or whatever and uh you know who were like more experimental and like interested in like uh, you know different chords and all this stuff and they were giving him a hard time for being like you know traditional and so this guy who's like really good was like well can you make this sound and he does this like really cool thing on the pedal steel mm-hmm and the old school guy says no. He reaches in his pocket and he pulls out a fat wad of cash and he like flips it, you know? He's like, Can you make that sound? <laughs> that is not the coolest story ever. <laughs> I don't know, it's really cool. Wow. Yeah, may- okay. Maybe that could be your hobby, just like having fat stacks of cash. <laughs> oh my god, that would I don't think he can pull it off. Like, no offense. I think I, that would make you unlikable. Yeah. No, oh, no absolutely. Way. There's no doubt yeah. about that. You have to be like, uh, I don't know, a really like, good pedal student. He, he would come to, to Chicago and hang out for the draft guy. one time, and we'd put up with that for one day. I'd be like, you know what, motherfucker? Never come back. You literally yeah. are putting money in my face and making me listen to it. I might just kill you and take it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think a high degree of difficulty. Uh, it works, that, boy. Does it work? Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting hobby, though. I don't think we made a lot of progress. I think you aren't going to just get into gardening. How's he going to watch the TV while he's gardening? He's got to have a TV out in the yard. I guess he would have to like garden at night. <laughs> he's got like he an Apple Watch that he's streaming 90 Day Fiance yeah. too, and he texts you like, oh my God, why did she even come to America to like try to participate? Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Ugh, hobbies are hard. This is my hobby. I do a podcast sometimes. It's a great hobby. Maybe I should do a podcast. Fuck that. Don't even try. It's impossible for someone like you. 
No. Please don't compete with me. <laughs> uh, no, you can do a podcast. I'll be a guest. I'll tank it on purpose. <laughs> I'm going to say the N-word so many times. <laughs> it's going to reflect poorly upon you how many times I say it. Like, man, if he hangs out with this guy, this can't be a good, this can't be a good dude. Yeah, I'll start complaining about cancel culture. You know, it was interesting, like, listening to your solo podcast, like, how quickly you just started complaining about stuff. Like, it's the, it's the form. Like, it just, it just happened. Like, I I don't know, five minutes in, I was like, it, it just was, it was, it was so remarkable to me. You think that anyone talking to, like, no one would start complaining and and ranting and not that John ranted because you didn't but like yeah like all that stuff like all the stuff we see and experience and like and are inundated with like you know talk radio being the the initial version of it but like Tucker Carlson being the the contemporary version of it like none of this is to like justify what they're saying or absolve or any of it like all the decisions that they make about what they say are their decisions but like listening to you john one of the smartest people i know like speak on that who (laughs) puts an incredible amount of thought and preparation into what you do that's plainly like find yourself just with like you know literal like i think literally 10 minutes into that episode just bitching about shit was so, it was so interesting to me. Like, and it felt as though it was like an experiment and you were like proving like why like Tucker Carlson is the way he is, you know? And which is not to say like you said anything hateful. Like I don't, I want to be very. (laughs) No, I think it's great that you came on my fucking show and said, I sound like Tucker Carlson. Thank you for that. (laughs) Um, But I, there is. Is any of this resonating with you? Like, one hundred percent resonates, okay. and I felt bad after I did it, because. But honestly, some of it was it, fun to listen to. Well, I'm 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 glad for that. There is some selection bias stuff here, because there were definitely like I had a I, I, my podcast topic list has gotten insane at this point. And part of why I wanted to do that was to like, I thought I can burn off a bunch of topics that I don't think I can talk to someone else about very well. In part because I know like there's the infamous Babs episode that got too negative and could not be released. Whoa, I didn't know about that. And there was, there's definitely a thing in my head where I'm like, you know, especially depending on the guests, some guests I know are going to be more likely to be more positive. And so I can perhaps go darker with them. But then there is a lot of things. It's like, I don't know if I can talk to someone about this without it going to a rough place. And I was like, I could burn off some of those on this one where I'm just talking to myself. Do you still have the tape of the unreleased episode? Yes. Is there like a subscriber level that can (laughs) like get access to it? You can't imagine how hard you'd have to plug the episode in your Instagram to get access to that. (laughs) Uh, no, I, 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 I mean, I got time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have, in fact, in the last six months, uh, I've re-listened to it. Uh, 
And it's really rough. Really? There's a lot of like, I don't know why I don't, like me saying it. But it's uh-huh. like, like really like contemplating the meaning of existence and the lack thereof. Well, maybe you could just splice it with some more uplifting content. <laughs> <laughs> I just put Benny Hill music behind it the whole time. Affirmations in between yeah. or something. I didn't know. I, I, and this shows you how gullible I am. I thought, like, you, whatever reason you gave publicly for not, like, releasing that episode, I just, you said, like, the audio didn't work or something like that. I don't remember, but I told you it was water. Yeah. Uh, Unless there's another episode. No. Is there another? I think there's only, I believe there's only one I've ever recorded and not released. And what a terrible thing to talk about while recording a podcast. Horrifying. Like, I am going to fuck the audio up on this now. You know it's going to happen. I think you're probably underestimating the uh, public's desire to be bumped out. A lot of it, too, was that Babs and I started talking during the episode about how this was unlistenable and unusable. And so then it it, it really built on itself. It was it was it was the (laughs) the snowball going down the hill and getting bigger and bigger the whole time. I don't know. I sometimes I care about things and I'm like, you know, it's like the most depressing thing in the world. I'm like, sign me up. That's that's how I am. And that's but I feel like that's why I'm a bad judge of this. Yeah. And that's because, because I always want to just like look in the mirror and flex at the darkness and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm just, it feels good. The fact that you lived with Babs and more. <laughs> like, like two of, honestly, two of them, two, like the, in their way have made more impact on me, uh, than a lot of other people, two, but two of the most intense people I've ever met in my entire life. Uh, yeah, and you live with you live with both. Of them. It was remarkably kind of them, and honestly, yeah. I, now here I've I've done a little bit of this once before. I, I one time when I was I think I was in Springfield for Thanksgiving, I I said something alluding to this, and they were very much like, "Oh, you know, whatever. Don't you don't need to say that." But it, here's an opportunity for me to say this publicly. Like, I, I, a lot of the good things in my life, I have them to thank. For, uh, I, I I didn't I didn't pass the bar exam, and I didn't know anyone named Gina, and then Babs and Warren were like, "Hey, come fucking live in our house, pass the bar exam, see what happens. You can volunteer at the public interest place." And I did all that stuff, and I passed mm-hmm. the bar exam, and I met Gina, and that's most of the good stuff in my life now. <laughs> Thank you so That's much awesome. to Babs and Warren. That's incredible that they did an incredible kindness they served upon me. And I got to do a podcast with Babs. It was too dark and no one can ever hear it. <laughs> so, like, those are the three best things in my life. Yeah. I remember the podcast with Warren where he was like, you know, and you're just like cooking beef. And then, you know, of course, like, when, when you've got all the renderings in the, the pan, so the you know, it's just like you want to like scrape those off, like create a sauce. And you know, I'm doing this on like a, you know, like this is like, you know, if if, if we need to do something quick for dinner, you know, like, and I just was like listening to it and thinking like, this is the most infuriating thing. Ever. <laughs> 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 this uh, 
It's like, what are you? What's that now, Warren? What are you doing for for the Tuesday night dinner? Uh-huh. Yeah. This fucking beautiful genius is also going to tell yeah. me about how good he is at cooking now. Great. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he's also good. he's not lying. Like he is making that. He's doing for, it for Babs and Jane at two at on Tuesday or whatever. You know, like no question about it. It's absolutely the case. I wish we'd landed on a hobby for you. Yeah, I'll figure it out. What about... uh, So, ophthalmology is when you're uh, the good kind of eye doctor. And optometry (laughs) is when you're the not as good kind of eye person. Mm -hmm. What's it called when you make people glasses? Maybe you could do that. Oh, well, interesting. Yeah. Do you want to hear about my recent trip to the eye doctor? Yes, please. Um, I thought I needed a new prescription because my contacts have like really been bothering me, and I don't see so good. And it turns out I your just, glasses uh, are okay. Medically, don't blink enough. What? <laughs> He's like, you gotta blink more. No change in my prescription. I did get like medicated eye drops and then just advice to blink more. <laughs> you gotta be like Ron DeSantis. You gotta blink all the time. Apparently, it's a problem with this uh, new generation. Always, he was like, "You must have a job where you're always like staring at a computer." And I was like, oh, "I work like two hours a day, but I'm always looking at my phone." Um, he's like, "Well, that can happen. You just like it slows down your blinking, and then it can create like, these problems." With your tear ducts. And so I just need to blink more and I've been blinking more <laughs> and it does help. <laughs> I had a realization recently. Uh, I, I am, I am a millennial and I think I'm pretty good at being a millennial. And, and I think that part of me being good at being a millennial is that I recognize that, uh, Gen Z will be proven right. On every count, because that's how it always works. You have all these ideas that, you know, my generation was smart, but then the people who were younger than me, they turned out to be dumb. And everyone looks foolish when they think that. But it it occurred to me that, like, one of two things will happen. I will die very soon, possible. But the alternative is that I will live long enough that Gen Z will become an older generation and someone will follow them. Gen Z loves hydration, and I have I've, I have multiple large water bottles in front of me because I drink so much goddamn water. I think that the next generation's hydration could be, can you believe these Gen Z motherfuckers don't blink? Oh. Why don't they blink, those idiots? Don't they know that's how you stay healthy? I'm blinking right now. Cause I I'm blinking remember. constantly. That's all I'm thinking about since you said that. I feel like I want to like run upstairs and get my medicated drops because I feel dry. <laughs> it sounds like you need them. Throw some I, in Mike's eyes. He can't be doing that good. Not blinking enough. You hmm. probably don't. You just don't my wear hobby. contacts. You're obviously blinking. You're going to get eyeball <laughs> stones. I guarantee it. I just eyeball it stones. Nobody cares about the eyeball stones joke. That's so pretty depressing. good. Like, is, like, I mean, is that a sigh? Is that like... I was thinking like kidney stones from not drinking water. I crossed it over. Good joke. Nobody gives a shit. That I just thought it was a way of describing us. 
My, you my, got kidney my, stones? My grandpa and my dad and my aunt all get kidney stones all the time. Do you have family members that get kidney Wait, stones? Wait, I didn't know kidney stones were from not drinking enough water. Well, yeah, I, I think mean, it's broader than that, but I think that's one of the leading causes. Yeah, but like, wow. It felt, it felt like, growing up, it felt like this thing that was just, you know, you either got Not them or you didn't, and it was unavoidable. And it's like, and and I'm not, I don't have this like on medical authority, like it's my own conclusion, but I know that I'm right. Like, turns out, avoiding the excruciating, unendurable pain of kidney stones is as simple as don't drink a bunch of Pepsi all the time and like drink water sometimes. Like, I think it's, I think that's all there is to it. Like I like spent my adolescence like so scared of the first kidney stone that I was gonna get, and like I'm knocking, I'm literally knocking on wood, not taking anything for granted. But like, I've never had a kidney stone. Yeah, I just got drink water. I'm gonna be forty, and I've never. Yeah, just, you could get one tonight. No, but you can't. what a jinx that would be! I would feel so yeah. bad if that happened. Oh, <laughs> it's just like developed a kidney. It's like yeah. terrible news. We did find a hobby for Mike. <laughs> it's kidney stones. <laughs> Wow, I had no idea that's what caused those. He's just like in the emergency room, screaming in pain, <laughs> texting Margaret. Why did she even come to the U.S. if she wasn't going to try? Yeah. I mean, some people really don't like water. They don't. They won't do it. Like, guess my, what? One of my friends won't. He will only drink water if he puts Crystal Light in it. Okay, but like, that, that person, Danny, I'm talking about you. Does that person listening. listen to the podcast? I, that's why I just called him out. It's Danny. Okay. Rowidler. I support Danny because he's a listener. But if you know anyone who doesn't listen, who does that, they sound fucking stupid. Well, he calls his followers Roadrunners, and I've often thought you should steal that uh, name from your followers. And it's the H H both times, Roadrunners. Yeah, Roadrunners. Yeah, I like that. So now the name of the episode is Episode Whatever featuring uh, Mike and Margaret. Oh, Margaret, do you have a sauce you'd like to bring to the table? A sauce? We only have two so far. Oh, um. I can add a third. Oh, God. Just very briefly. Any, any sauce you'd like to think about for a moment? Not Has QP Mayo. Have you ever brought wine to the table? Oh, that's fine. So. You can get sauce. No, on be wine. like hitting the sauce. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, I'm bringing wine. Okay. Wine. So this is episode whatever. Featuring Mike and Margaret and red sauce and QP mayo and wine and the introduction of the Roadrunners. Wait. You should... Um, am I getting, like, credited on the episode? I mean, you're on the episode. I don't see why you wouldn't. I feel like I'm a special guest at the end. You want if you want, I can I can add and, and special guest, <laughs> Margaret. Like, I, I told Mike before. No, I'm just, it was... I didn't know I was going to get, you know. That's why... I now I'm more enticed to promote it. These are usually like the subject of intense negotiations, like whether you're going to be like and you know featuring or <laughs> like. So I, I think you should give some some additional thought to it. Is my advice to you, Margaret, and and think about what your ask actually is, like yeah, before you come into uh I'm cool with any billing or no billing. Oh wow. So generous. Yeah. He's very generous. Should the theme song of this podcast be Roadrunner by um 
Jonathan Richmond. Do I, I have know. to? Does anyone know edit what that it is? To make it about sauce, or can I just put it in? It's the the coolest. It's the coolest song. You don't know it? No. Sing, sing it. Lovers? Sing it for us. And sing whatever. I mean, yeah, sing a part sing that I can change some of the lyrics to make them about sauce. Um. Man. By forty, you should be willing to sing in public. Road runner, road runner, going a thousand miles an hour. Thousand miles of mayo. I never heard. It's thousand island dressing. Thousand yeah. islands of dressing. You know the um. Never heard that song. You know the guy that sings those interstitial songs in "There's Something About Mary." Yeah. No. Okay, well, John does, so let's stick with that. He was in a band in Boston. in the like Aerosmith, they're from Boston. That was a, a influenced like, solely by the Velvet Underground. So the Velvet Underground... Like, I heard they influenced uh, everyone who went to their show, <laughs> but not very many people went. Uh-huh. Wait, are there bands on the record of saying we have but one influence? <laughs> Yeah, this guy. We heard he's, the Beatles and we forgot everything about Haynes. it immediately. He's enough for me. He's in the Todd Haynes documentary. Like he's yes, he's like on the record like this is the band I care about. I saw them fifty times or something it, like, you know, totally crazy. And this song is it's one of the best songs. It's like one of the best songs ever. Okay, let's get it clean this time. Can you sing it again, but use the Thousand Island lyrics? <laughs> I would be happy to, but... Uh, um, I've never heard this song. That's crazy to me. I can tell this is a good episode, though. You're just good I agree. <laughs> This is great. I like the dead silence while Michael searches for Roadrunner. You call it the dead silence. I don't know if you get credit on the episode. One, two, three, four, five, six. I know this song. You didn't sing it like this. Yeah, he can't afford the rights to this. Man, I'm going to take down off SoundCloud now. This sucks. They're gonna. Yeah. Although I, I played that Curly Ray Jepsen song like a million times on the thing, and they didn't care. So maybe they're not checking that hard. What Carly Ray Jepsen song? The theme song changed for a while, but you weren't listening because you weren't on the show. Wow. Um, I recently listened to part of the Dave Artman episode because it kept. How'd that work out for you? My car. I didn't finish. Yeah. It's a good episode. He, but I'm getting there. He talked about a. Um, Notebook organizational method that is. Oh yeah, I was interested in that. He's talking about yeah. bullet journaling. Yeah, yeah. I watched a tutorial on that today. Oh, maybe journaling should be your hobby. No, that no. is not a hobby. That's no. that sucks. Like journaling is a fine idea in its own right, but it's that can't be your hobby. Road runner, road runner. Parody songs. Yeah. Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> it's pretty good. Cut tomatoes down the middle. Toss, <laughs> toss a romaine with the spinach. <laughs> I no? am really upset that this is close enough to something I can use that I'm probably going to end up fucking with it. I wish I could help, like, football with you, but since I've never heard this song but, in my life. But, but, 
It's, I mean, it's a very simple song. Yeah. Boom, I boom. assume I can just speed or slow that up to whatever yeah. extent I need and make it a line. Yeah. And if it's that short, the Carly song didn't get me taken down. This episode is definitely coming out Friday now. I'm going to have to take a lot of time to edit this, but it's going to be so good. What a yeah. good episode this is going to be, you guys. I can't believe it. Bing! One, two, three, four, five, six. Road runner, road runner. Yeah. Thousand Island dressing. Cut tomatoes down the middle. Toss the romaine with the spinach. Bing. Um, can I talk about uh what happened on Saturday? I'll hear that. We. I don't know if you already talked about how you saw each other on Saturday. No, that's a secret. We haven't talked about it. Oh, shoot. Well, anyway, we were all in the same place on Saturday at an event in Chicago, and John Rhodes met his first uh, Roadrunner in the wild, I feel like. It is true. My friend asked, will you please introduce me to the Sauce Talk guy? I didn't know about that part. John? Yeah. He was like, is he here? <laughs> what an honor. Yeah, he him. was thrilled. Thrilled. He clearly listened to a lot of yeah. Yeah. Natan, I know you're listening to this too. Yeah. We're talking about you. Oh, we put your name in. I, I think he made it pretty clear he listens to your episodes. Yeah. Like you won't be I a roadrunner. Yeah. If I had to guess. I'm gonna put Margaret's name before Sauce Talk. <laughs> that's gonna be right at the top. I I feel like that's how we get the clicks. But I mean, how did it feel to um have, like meet a fan. Oh, it's always nice to meet a fan. And, Has it uh, happened before, though? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do say it's always nice to meet a fan anytime someone says they've listened to Sauce Talk before, including if it's someone I'm already friends with. <laughs> and every other time, I think it was always someone I was already friends with. Yeah. But uh, it was it was it was very fun. And and as you said, uh, he, he displayed clear knowledge of the show like yeah. uh we had a brief interaction where he was like where where, where have you uh where you been eating lately where, where are you going out to get food and then i didn't really know how to take it and i mentioned a couple places in my neighborhood and he was like oh i meant like subway and jersey mike's i was like oh yeah hell yeah okay that's like one sauce it's like oh this is this is actually a real fan not just someone who's like I understand that you like <laughs> to eat food, so I guess I better ask you about this to get a good answer. He was like, no, let's, let's fucking talk about sweet onion sauce. Let's go. It was, it, yeah. it, it was great. Um, yeah. You might point to this like later, you know, in life as like your, a turning point with your, the public when you knew you made it. Maybe. When you met your first fan. I am currently on pace to get to, <laughs> boy, any number I try to think of to say that I might live to seems too high. Uh, anyway, I can't imagine I'm going to get to five fans who aren't already people I know. But <laughs> still, five is pretty good. I'd love to get to five. <laughs> that is so low. Well, we'll see. We'll see. 
it's a challenge for all of us, but it's especially a challenge for you because it seems like the main because like we can make jokes about this, but I'm not exactly doing anything that would. I don't know how someone who doesn't know me could find the show. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I don't even tell people I know about the show because I don't really uh, <laughs> need any more listeners because it's not about that. Yeah, it's mostly me hanging out with my friends. So every the 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 pipeline to uh, Roadrunner fandom is pretty much Margaret telling people, and then occasionally they say yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I'll do what I can. I'll do what I can. That might not be the goal, you know? It is certainly not. The, if that were the goal, like, I probably <laughs> wouldn't succeed at it, but I would certainly do some different things. <laughs> For, you know what? I would put the podcast on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but I, I have never seen you promote it yourself. <laughs> I've literally never encouraged anyone outside of... Uh, the chat group, and then occasionally I've mentioned it to other people, and then sometimes they're like, oh, you have a podcast? I'll listen to that, and then I tell them about it. You have told me before you get, like, higher engagement when I promote it, but oh, it's, it's like, I, I don't have, like, an abnormal amount of Instagram followers. I have a very small amount. Uh, so maybe you just need, like, any promotion at all. Off the table. Wait, Mike, I have an idea for a hobby for you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm listening. It's promoting Sauce Talk. I'm, I'm in. Sauce Talk Street Team. That's you. Yeah, you gotta be careful what you ask for because I'm, I'm gonna be like the like like a living embodiment of that like dunk drunk Don Draper pitching <laughs> an idea meme. <laughs> well, Mike and Margaret, we have time for just one final segment do you have anything you'd like to plug you can each go i'll allow it oh wow i didn't know i was gonna get a plug so as a callback to the artman episode um i'm gonna plug putting alcohol in your tea <laughs> oh boy let me before you go real quick uh, i'm ex especially intrigued by this because since that episode my tea consumption has only continued to expand oh, I, I am drinking so much tea now so and let me tell you i'm not pouring booze in it so this is this could be uh <laughs> this could be a big deal for me tell me about uh putting booze in your tea um so you do all the other stuff the same and then when after you pour, like, get the cup for all ready to drink the tea, then you take some kind of a brown liquor and pour a little bit in the top. Just it's right good. in the hot tea. Yeah. That's good? Uh, it's really good. It's good. It's really good. So I drink some, like, you know, bass market tea. We get it to a grocery, like, grocery store. It's like an orange. It's got, like, an orange ish flavor to it. Um, like orange spice sort of tea. Sounds and like bullshit. It's very good. And you pour a little bourbon, brandy, um, cognac, cognac, whatever in there. And it 
it it's it one you can convince yourself that you're not really drinking because you're just drinking tea. Um, <laughs> this is if you're a little sick. It like it kills two birds with one stone. So um, when you're sick, you need to drink booze. Yeah, it helps. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. Um. And like you know, if for like a cold, it's cold. You you know, you want something hot to drink. It's just it's it it's the best. That's my plug. Uh okay. Before Margaret goes, I think that might be the worst plug we've ever had on the show. <laughs> Putting, Get sick, like, make yourself tea, and <laughs> drink booze. Need to find any possible rationale to inject booze in your life. Um, <laughs> that's fair. I'll own it, and I'll stand by it. I will say um, it is good. though. You like this, too. I don't like it the way Michael likes it, but he's a couple times I've gotten jealous and been like, well, yeah, give some in my tea and it is good. What do you pour it in there? Whatever Michael puts in it. I'm not willing to. Bourbon. I'm literally not willing to walk downstairs to get a bottle. So, <laughs> you know, couldn't say. I honestly, I mean, like, I'm the odd man out here. I guess I got to give this a try because I'm the one who hasn't had it. You guys have both had it and you're both telling me it's good. So. I will, it's like I, it's a cozy thing to drink while you're watching. Um, I don't know. Your husband play Nintendo Switch on the couch. No. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I apologize for attacking the plug. I think it sounds good. I'm gonna try it, but I don't know. To me, tea is such a winding down thing. And putting the booze in it, I feel I, I just fear I'm going to negate some of what I, what I want out of it. But maybe yeah, I'm just thinking like about a it wrong. Yeah, putting like a depressant in it is definitely <laughs> not going to help you wind down. Yeah, at all. That's true, probably. I assume we'll find out. I'm going to try it. Margaret, what do you got to plug? Um, I was trying to think of something this whole time and I couldn't, so I guess I'm just going to plug like advertising, uh, hmm. promoting things. I really want to apologize to Michael for saying his plug was so bad. <laughs> Using your voice. Thank you. Um, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem that hard to say like, oh, my friend did this cool thing. Let me tell people about it. And like this tool I have, which is a tool that most people have, which is some kind of social media platform. Hmm. Costs you nothing, means a lot to the pe- people you're promoting. You should uh, hype up all your friends on what they're doing. Did you know that on a recent episode of Sauce Talk, I did an unpaid ad for Margaret Rogers Dot Horse? No! Oh my god, thank you! Yeah. It's, it's nice to finally hear a thank you about it. Well, what an ironic plug coming from you. <laughs> Look. This is outrageous. Wow, I'm cutting everything you said website? the entire episode. It's just going to be silence the whole time you were there. Wait, can I, because this is coming out later, can I just, like, do a quick spoiler? Did you play Wordle today? I do Wordle every day. I'm a brain genius. Did you play it today? Yeah. Did I did bad, it? but I got I, I, I got it in fucking five, but I got it. Yeah, Mike can attest. Do you remember what the word was? Uh, not off the top of my head. I remember being, everybody else did fucking good, and I did shitty. It was horse. There it is, horse. Do you want to know what happened to me today? Oh, no. I really? lost. No. 
I had O R S E. No way. And I was like, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do Horace. <laughs> Couldn't be. I want it too bad. I had two left. What did you get? Uh, let me pull it up. It was real shameful because I got a dot horse. I got in my head. I was like overthinking it. Flat. I can't. Yeah. Let me pull it up. I don't know up. how effective that is. But yeah, I also okay. knocked out nurse worse at, before horse. I guessed course. And then. I guess, no, I had it for three rounds. My website is a dot horse. I guess worse, <laughs> course, and morse. And What's a- course with C-O-R-S-E? I don't know. And then after <laughs> after the worse, I was like, it's probably horse. But I was like, they would never play horse. Horse and morse shouldn't even be that. Yeah, I considered morse. I don't think I considered course. I considered horse and then picked two different guesses and then lost. <laughs> Breaking my streak. That's a pretty outrageous disappointment for you. I'm really sorry I know. to hear that. My website is literally a dot horse. So your plug is your website and also <laughs> fuck the wordle. But I think the problem is I like had a conversation this weekend about wordle with Michael's aunt or something. And she was talking about she lost on it was moose a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guessed horse right away. And then it wasn't that. You got in and your I, head about I it. I think I like put it in my head that they had done horse recently. Yeah. I don't know. I do that. I, I play these, like, I play framed and movie doll as well, which are like yeah. movie things. And I always get confused about like, wait a minute. One of these came up recently, so I can't guess it. And then half the time I'm like, nope, that was the other one. Yeah. They've yeah. never done that in this one. You, you just, you have to, you have to play it pure and just do the best guesses. Well, I, I don't, of course, C-O-R-S-E. Horse is my opening word, like, pretty often. <laughs> Exactly. You try to type in Margaret Rogers dot and it won't take it, so you got to switch to horse. I was like, I could not believe I missed it. Anyway, I don't know. I guess I'll plug Wordle instead. Yeah, everybody do the Wordle. They're great <laughs> plugs. Uh, Mike and Margaret, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I've had a wonderful time. Thanks for letting me come on and crash this. It was fun. Yeah. Best wishes. In the intervening days. Rogue Runner, Rogue Runner. Eight thousand island dressing. Cut tomatoes down the middle. Toss the romaine with the spinach. <laughs>